Hey, what's going on? Greetings and good day, and welcome to Birds All Day episode number 154. Here we are in the middle of uh, spring training. Uh, today, Thursday, I believe, the uh, 8th of March, uh, which is probably the, the, well, let's be honest, the best day of the Blue Jays season happened today. Uh, so we're going to talk about that and some of the other stuff. Well, basically, what, what it all means now, because today, the Blue Jays sent a, uh, a B squad to Sarasota to face the Baltimore Orioles, and included in that squad uh, were Vlad Guerrero Jr. and Bo Bichette, and Al- also Anthony Alford, and uh, actually other guys whose names are less important than those names. And I don't want to overstate it, but they've changed the entire trajectory of the franchise in one spring training game against the dogshit Orioles. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to break it all down. And, uh, and joining me to do so, uh, as always. Uh, old Reliable. Old Reliable, Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you? I'm pretty good. I'm, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a, a perfect day necessarily for every Blue Jays fan, but yeah, it was a pretty good day for yeah, a while we, there. I guess we could talk about that <laughs> disaster <laughs> as well, but we'll do that. I after. mean, it, it that's a good idea to do it after. It, 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 it's something that has simmered beneath the surface for for quite some. You know, the the guy who's out there with his buddies on the golf course in fucking Mobile, I don't think is talking about you know revolutionary communism or, or, you know, or, uh, or, you know, anything particularly good, frankly, probably. So not that that makes it, that's not, that's an excuse, but you know, that got away from you a little bit there, didn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, I'm just saying, this is of course, Andrew Stoughton of the athletic, the athletic Toronto (laughs) full full bore. So, uh, so again, last week I made it nice and awkward by continually congratulating you on joining the athletic, but I'm going to do it again. Uh, and, but we have a special guest this week. So yesterday, uh, episode 153, I talked to Eno Saris, who's also of The Athletic. He's the uh, analytics, national analytics guy. You are the Blue Jays guy, based out of Toronto. But of course, people who subscribe... Well, John Lott is, is the Blue Jays guy. I am but a humble columnist about the Blue Jays. Yeah, we should all be so lucky, <laughs> quite frankly. <laughs> uh, but we have another voice joining us today. He's not, in, he's not in person. He's joining us via Skype. He's a name, he's a, a, a name and a voice that... Uh, the good people of Blue Jays fandom uh, know well. He's is, is, is a friend of ours, uh, uh, Mr. Andrew Zuber. Zoobs. Hey, uh, <laughs> your boy in it's, the place. It's your boy, the Zoobs. Uh, thank you. This has been a long time coming, and I'm glad, for the most part, that this is uh, this has happened. The pleasure is all mine, for sure. It's a it's a it's a honor to be here, guys. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it for a while, and I'm now here. Is this, the, is this the second time you've, you've done this? Have, or did you join us in Stoughton's basement once? Uh, yeah, I would. I did a trivia episode with, with Lewis. We tag teamed, right? Uh, at the ever at the end of the 2015 season, and I feel like I feel like I've been on a, a separate time. I can't remember though. I was on getting blanked and drunk Jays fans, but I don't know if I've been on this more than once. Don't well, quote me. Someone out there knows. You are definitely a, a friend of the show. I don't think that's unfair to say. Well, thank you. Congratulations, friend of the show. Friend of the show, of course, Birds All Day. This is episode 154. Uh, you can support us at patreon.com slash birds all day. That's it. We'll do super bad. Soton and I will do that uh, after. We'll, we'll let the Zoobs go on his way and uh, and live his merry life. And uh, and we'll talk about something else, Blue Jays related. Uh, but for now, let's start today. Highlight of the season, Vlad and Bo. Vlad Guerrero starting at DH uh, for your Toronto Blue Jays in a game against... I don't even know who pitched for the Orioles. Some sucker. Uh, Vlad Guerrero had four <laughs> hits today. Right? Yeah, it was pretty great. It, I, I, I'm just I'm shook because you said highlight of the season, and I'm like, oh fuck, it it could be grim. It's grim. <laughs> we oh, could grim. look back and be like, and be like, well, we had that day. That was pretty good. It, it was spirits were high, <laughs> right? Everyone was having a great time, you know. Which it, it isn't to say that the. The Twitter experience is not the fandom experience, but it's a nice little mirror into the kind of maniacs who are following a spring game, an untelevised spring game in the middle of March, and losing their, our collective minds. It was great. Mm-hmm. It was everything we could ever hope it to be because we didn't have to see that they were, you know, a couple of fist singles this way and a number that way. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there definitely was that. He wasn't. It wasn't a fucking laser show, right? And also, okay, because I wrote about this a little bit. There, there was uh, there was Nestor Cortez, Nestor Cortez Jr. Rule five pick had a nice year with the the Yankees last year. That was he fisted a single off him, uh, muscled it really, really yeah. showed a lot of strength. Too strong. 
Yeah, you good. It was it was quite impressive, really, when you think about it. Uh, Darren O'Day, the actual real pitcher that he faced, he that was the guy who got him out. Um, and then Tim Melville, Tim Melville, everybody's favorite. Uh, a couple of hits off him. He was the first and last batter Melville faced. Um, and yeah, was he? Was, no, Alfred was the one that Colby Rasmus was just like, oh, that's a foul ball, and then it dropped like eight feet inside. <laughs> <laughs> Embedded Blue Jay Colby Rasmus fighting a good fight. Yeah. Oh, and uh, and uh, Asher Wojcikowski, former Blue Jay prospect, a, a legitimate dish, a guy who's played in the big leagues. This is, I mean, we're talking about a kid who's who's only uh, who's only ever seen high A ball so far. So let's be impressed. That's my. That was my takeaway. Asher Wojciechowski, he started for the Reds against the Blue Jays last year, uh, and I was sitting like on the field in those uh, very oh, yeah. first row. He got his tits lit. Josh Johnson hit one to the fifth deck in that game. It was amazing. The first time through the order, Asher Wojciechowski was unhittable, and then they all of them. I don't know who else went deep. Somebody else uh, completely teed off on him. Also, that game, Joey Votto hit an opposite field home run, which was. Uh, like I stood up and applauded with all of my heart. It was a great, great moment. But uh, those are th- you're right. Those are legit pitchers. I don't care that Darren O'Day well, got him out. I mean, yeah, the, the, these are pitchers that made me feel that Vlad is at least ready for AAA. I'm not going to push it farther than that. But he's he's fine. He'll be good. Let's go. Skip him straight to Buffalo. <laughs> I don't think I mean, that's unfair to say. <laughs> the poor uh, Fisher Cat social media people, I think, would be upset about it, but nonetheless, they feel like they're just sitting on like a like a license to print money. I'm sure, and they they got to get. I mean, they re up. That's probably part of the re up agreement. Like, okay, we'll we'll re up till 2020, but uh, you need to give us at least uh, some some service talk manipulation time in there here in New Hampshire. Uh, but yeah, and Bichette had a bunch of hits, and he ran the bases like a maniac, apparently, which I'm all for. Can't get enough of that. Everyone's like, oh, he got mm-hmm. thrown out on the bases. I'm like, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> you did seem to really like that. Yeah, yeah, you do relish that. <laughs> you can't put enough pressure on the defense. You know, I don't care how competent they are at the big league level. Make them get you out. That's what, how the, the stupid Royals won the World Series, basically, on that principle alone. So if you have actual talented I, players, talent, could we? Uh, we don't really need to talk. Mike Moustakis signed a deal wait, for the six Rose, million the dollars. The, the Royals win the World Series. I don't remember that. No, you're right. You're no. right. Of course, we we I always make that mistake that we, uh, we yeah. they advocate that title. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. This Sorry, Moustakis. Though I don't yeah. care about Moustakis. It's not important. We're talking about the, the future, which is now the present. Are we stupid for getting for getting carried away off of a spring game against the B squad of the Orioles? Man, I can't believe I have to be the guy that is like yes because yeah, I you know I'm very strong. I took a vow uh, that I wasn't going to follow Vlad and Bo like intently this entire time. I'm like I I can't do it. I got to detach, uh, and it's crazy. People are going crazy. It's it's come on, it's a B squad game. Come on, come on. <laughs> they know it. It's it, the team is, ah, it, maybe maybe it's a sign of how frustrated people are with um, not being guaranteed a playoff spot. But come on, come on, B squad. Spring is March eighth. I I I can't be as excited about it as everybody else. And I feel like a Scrooge, and I know that I sound like a Scrooge, um, and it's probably counter to what people would expect. But I think it's a little much. Alfred, yeah, I'm excited about because I think Alfred, like Alfred, I can see you making an argument to be on the team very very soon. Well, uh, that, that's yeah, that's true. Why why did we have the Zoobs on if he wasn't going to come on and just tell us that that it, it's he's a Fisher Cats fan and is going to be out there <laughs> traveling I to, to Manchester? I got her too deep. You did. You did. I swore the it off. Zoobs, the, the old I swore it to, off. <laughs> the old Zoobs used to come on to podcast purposely to try to derail the conversation that's at right. every turn. And now you're trying to, to bring him up. You're trying to do this. He's all like, "Look, look, look. Yeah, you know, flags fly forever and all, but uh, service time is a real thing." I I think that it, you're absolutely right about Anthony Anthony Alfred. He he's doing what I personally, you know, had ho- hoped in that he's going to push the Jays into a very difficult position this year, this spring. Mm-hmm. He's he's forcing the issue, and of course, me as a pure like a ghoul who's also getting way carried away at my desk this afternoon. I was looking at Fangraphs depth charts, being like, 
which team is a good match for both Devin Travis and Kevin Pillar and Kendrys Morales? Do <laughs> you think you could dump them all onto somebody and like get a get a back of rotation started for them? I'm I'm, wow. I'm clearing the track. Like get get them up. But yeah. uh, but Al, Al, I think Alfred is is it's again it's he faced the same pitcher, so all the same things we could we've said about Vlad Guerrero. Uh, we can say about Anthony Alfred. He started the same game, and but it's very exciting what we've seen. Yeah, but it, yeah, and, and Alfred wasn't you know fisting them over the second baseman's head. You know, he had a, a triple and two doubles. Though granted, the one was the, the Rasmus <laughs> uh, influenced one, which is still amazing. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, on one hand, I was going to say when you were like, "Oh, they're making it a difficult decision." It's like, is it a difficult decision? Uh, but on the other hand of that is like, all right, I thought you were going to say you, that you were looking up uh, how much service time he accrued last year while he was on the big league DL. Because I bet if you subtract that from the start of this season, you'll figure out about what time he's going to get his promotion. Uh, you know, do a little manipulation, give Kevin Pillar a nice little a little month to make it look like maybe we're giving him a shot. And then there we go. Around, so this, this is the year. That's true. <laughs> that's, that's very true. That's very true. I'm yeah. I'm hopeful. It's it's it is a difficult decision because that's at some point you have to think about are you going to have to pay Kevin Pillar to go away? Like you're going to pay somebody else to take him if that's the situation. If Anthony Alford is such that he's number one, you're giving him the center fielder's job, and number two, you need to trade the the viable or you know. You know, maybe a little bit below average, but not unplayable center fielder that you have. Um, Alfred, I feel like Alfred has to continue it through. Like that, they're not just going to hand it to him right away because it's there are so many moving pieces. It's, unless, of course, you are able to package him up with Morales and Travis and move them off to uh, to make this all to make it all work. In my mind, because it does. The Twins they need all of those positions, right? Twins, they don't have a good center fielder or a good second baseman. <laughs> the, 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 like, literally one of the two teams the Jays are basically competing against. <laughs> Whose yeah. best players play second base it, is, Well, that's also very true, yeah. Good point. I see what your point was now. Yeah. Uh, you know, Pilar, maybe, you know, maybe it's Steve Pierce that needs to go. Maybe maybe Pilar is your fourth outfielder, and, and uh, he can play center against lefties, and Alfred will shift into left, and... Uh, and Alfred just just play Alfred every goddamn day, even if he yeah. even if he sucks. Let's let's see it. I'm ready. I'm ready for uh, for a breath of fresh air and a, 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 the hope of a center fielder who, you know, can maybe approximate league average production at the plate. Is that really what you want from the fourth outfielder? I feel like I'd rather. I mean, I feel like with Granderson and Pierce, you have a decent. Yeah, like, that can you can make I'm that just, work a lot more than you can make. Well, you know, Peter Borges or, or Juan Lagares, like those are the guys that if you have those guys, you need to play them. And if you don't, if you don't need to play them, then you don't have them because they're not, it's a luxury that nobody really needs. I, I don't know. He, he, because especially for Pilar, it's not like he's a designated base runner kind of mm. uh, waiting in the wings, right? Like a Pompey at the end of yeah. the season on, uh, you know, holding that valuable <laughs> roster spot. I don't know that Pilar can do that job. He's a smart base runner, I think. Like he's a good base runner, but not a not a thief. Not he's not going to steal on guys. Yeah. I don't know. Zoobs are, are like. What do you feel about Pilar? Are you shoving him out the door to hand Anthony off? Oh yeah, job? of course. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unquestionably. I mean, um, the playing style and like it, it's that hard. That sort of that harsh reality is like I, I feel like as soon as he's. If he loses even a little bit of a step, then and you've eliminated that surplus ability in center field to like take runs away, then what are you really looking at? And and then then he's then he's got no value. And that's that's the kind of player that just sort of gets non-tendered at the end of the day. Eventually, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, and and Alfred is sort of everything that whenever they talk about what the team is missing to anybody, that's sort of they they vaguely describe his best case scenario and I like Stoughton I'm ready, I'm ready to see it I'm ready to see uh, someone to get excited about that's here now and, and sort of ready now and, and maybe on the cusp of um, being really special as much as I again as much as I love Vlad and Bo even in the even in the greenest of green grass scenarios like but that's maybe next year but I think Alfred's I mean it's hard to make too much out of a couple of weeks of spring but I mean it's not like he has to clear the hugest bar to be one of the best 
as outfielders in the team on the on the organization. And the things you could say of Pilar in his past, the only thing with Pilar was like everywhere he went, he hit. And the thing with Alfred is as he's become more and more of a like full time baseball player, all he's done is hit, and he hit yeah. so well to the point that last year he earned a. Call up, which I think was to me was a little bit unexpected. The fact that you know through injury attrition, Alfred got his shot. But uh, uh, you know, if, if he keeps hitting, like I mean, again, it's Australia or it's Winter League or it's Mexico, whatever it is, you know, and now it's spring. It, it's getting hard to ignore the fact that Alfred just keeps hitting, and and it, obviously the next step is the biggest one. All the kind of cliches, but I, I think I'm with you guys, and I want to see it. And I mm-hmm. I think I, I did mention. You know, Pilar kind of, or Anthony Alfred's forcing a difficult decision on them. I think that Dalton Pompey, lurking in the in the wings, makes kind of is, is almost squeezing squeezing Pilar from underneath, in a way where Pilar's now, if he's getting pushed out of the starters role, he's also maybe getting pushed out because Pompey's out of options and is but is cheap and you know there's they don't still want to see what he can do. Um, I mean, maybe that's maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, but uh, and I'm just hopefully attaching uh, credit to his passport. But maybe 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 Pompey underneath him is is going to kind of make things even more uncertain for Kevin Pillar. I don't know. No, that that seems I think reasonable. Yeah, I mean they they have they have options there, and I think like you say, it's the shape of what you get from Pillar is just a. It doesn't. It probably doesn't work that great if, as a fourth outfielder because he's he's gonna. They'll come in and and give you a little bit of defensive value, I guess. But who can't do that? There there are many. There are many of those kind of guys, and he just, you know. And, and I think the difference is, you know, he's a guy who like Alfred hit at every level, but Alfred has done it with you know some concept of an approach, right? Like with some <laughs> understanding of how to lay off pitches and how to take walks and and uh, and and that is. Oh, that is, that it's just it just would be so refreshing, really. I mean, and, and partly that is through no fault of Pilar's own, right? I mean, Pilar on the team in 2015 and 2016 was hidden much more nicely than he was in 2017. Also, his defense, you know, got better grades that way as uh, those years as well. But you know, in, in 2017, when it was just like seven black holes in the fucking lineup, it, it, it really was. It really was tough, and it, it really is easy to. Uh, to feel just gross about having to watch that kind of a, a season again. Uh, and to it takes maybe a little bit of effort to get your mind around the fact that, okay, it's not going to be like that. Though, uh, you know, as much as I like the Gritchick signing, as much as Her- Teoscar Hernandez is interesting, uh, as much as I guess it's cool that they got depth in Solarte and, and, and Diaz, um, you know, there's some guys who are going to strike out a lot and have some real unproductive at-bats this season as well. So... Yeah, the thought of of exchanging Pilar for someone who you who you can attach hope to, but like genuinely have like not false hope, like actually you see what he could become. Man, I'm I'm ready. Opening day, I'm ready. I don't even care. Don't even manipulate that service time. <laughs> yeah, it's already been. Uh, it's already done. He's already the, the clock's already running. Like you said, he already he was. He's got that big league time. Let's roll. Well, that's what, yeah. That's also the reason why you want to keep him down a couple months, I guess. Get that extra year out of him. Screw that. Keep him down. What are you? You counting their money now? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm counting years. I want. I want the. I want this young man to be a Blue Jay for uh, for a very long time. Unlike Kevin Pillar. <laughs> <laughs> the the Bichette. I don't know what what's what there is to say about Bo Bichette. Um, is he, I don't think he's changing anybody's mind. Those guys are the, you know, the, the quote, the Atkins quote about it's up to them. Like they have to show us that they're going to play their way onto the lineup. Like it's not a viable option to consider moving Devin Travis at this point, right? Like that's way premature. Oh yeah. Way, way premature. But is it? Hey, Bichette, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bichette looked looked from what I could hear on the damn radio because fucking Sportsnet didn't uh, chooses not to televise most of their team's games for some reason, presumably because it would it would be a money they would lose money doing so, which you know that's bullshit. You, you ought to be a public service to the fans, but 
I don't know. It sounded like he was not having trouble out there at shortstop. The, the like the, the handful of balls that were hidden in his direction. Um, so maybe that's the guy he ends up replacing. I like that. I, I don't. I don't have a lot of confidence in Alemis Diaz. That's that's for sure. No. Not really. Is, is, is it because he's bad? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Uh, I do like he's, that. He's a. He's a guy who my understanding is much perhaps like Hernandez. I've written about this. That is, was more like the best you can get for your distressed asset rather than like a guy they went out and sought as, mm. as the solution, you know? That's not how I want to take it, so I won't. Uh, I, also, okay. <laughs> I also quite enjoy that uh, the, our, our ability to be wowed by two professional baseball players, uh, one of whom has received like 70 or 80 grades on his hit tool, didn't have the bat knocked out of his hands in a big league spring training game. And we're all like planning the parade and wondering where the Vlad statue is going to go relative to the Halliday statue. <laughs> like trade the DH, trade the left fielder, make room, everyone's coming through. And Bichette, like, it's hard to believe this professional guy, this, this kid who's been training for this his entire life, who played a Full, two full seasons of as professional baseball didn't just start kicking the ball when it was hit to him at shortstop. <laughs> Not once did he try to catch it with his mouth. I can't believe it. This is incredible. What a great, what a great start to the spring. Uh, is there anything else to talk about? I don't know. I could, we could, we could revel in this season highlight all day long. Probably. <laughs> it's pretty great. It was, you know. Just look at those numbers on the page, man. It was uh, it was something else. What they were they they were like nine for twelve combined. Them the the, the, the three Guerrero and Alfred, yeah. So grim that you keep calling that the the season uh, best part of the season. Right, the Granderson's well, wild card home run. Let's, <laughs> let's let's let Zoobs be the guest then. Uh, uh, sure. Please. Andrew Arkey Zoobs Zuber. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about this team going in? And I've had this discussion with a few different people, people who are guests in Stoughton and I kind of debated all the time. Do you think that they have lifted the floor such that this is a legitimate wild card contender in the American League? It's I go back and forth on this a lot. A lot. I, I overthink it sometimes, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess where I stand with it is I have to believe that... You have to operate with the belief that last year... Minnesota won 85 games and and was the second wild card team. Mm -hmm. So like you're not we're not you're not asking them to win like 95 games uh, to have a realistic look at that scenario. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I sort of have to operate with that positivity that that the floor is high enough. Um, but I can also very easily see a situation where this is. Uh, not good at all. <laughs> I mean, but you know, I'm, I'm so, I sort of get torn between those two worlds pretty pretty heavily. But I, I like to believe that they can get there. Um, I, I've talked myself into pretty much everything except, you know, there's always the deep dark questions that lurk. But that too low contract, uh, it can stop conversations quick. <laughs> I think that it's it, there's so much there's so much belief. Uh, you know, I know that I am clinging to projections and you're like, oh, yeah, well, having the floor as high as it is and having maybe the Rays and Orioles kind of take a step back and not look so great. Yeah, there's a lot of opportunity for the Jays to pick up because even like you said, to win 85 games, the Jays only won 76 games last year and they have well, they improved. They've improved in a way in that they have added yeah. what Jaime Garcia, uh, Randall Grichik, Curtis Granderson. They've added players, you know, Yandrew Solarte. So they, they've added a lot of names, but they have they added nine wins worth of depth. Yeah, it's it's tough to it's tough to reconcile. Well, why don't they build the whole plane out of tanking teams? You know, like there's only <laughs> only so many teams can be bad. <laughs> only so many teams can be bad, and there's only there still are only twenty five. It's only a twenty five man roster, and mm -hmm. for all this depth, only how many of those guys are going to be able to stash at Buffalo and have them stroll into the lineup and be like, I'm ready to produce at a league average level now, and we're just going to ride Josh Donaldson's greatness to the end. But at the same time, it's not. I don't think you need to squint to see a really good team here. And I think yeah. a guy that we all overlook, and I, I am really bad for overlooking him, uh, is Aaron Sanchez. He came out and that, so Aaron Sanchez, 25 years old, uh, 
blew away the shitty Orioles shitty lineup of shit. Um, but they got nothing from him last year. And if he's healthy, he is still overpowering. He's still dominant. Uh, you know, you got Hap, you got Garcia, you got Estrada, who sort of figured out his things was sleeping at night and all the sort of excuses we've we've like baked in and then consumed and are now just, well, no, uh, Marco Estrada is going to be fine. I mean, uh, there, I, I think there is there is enough to go on to to look around and be like all they got to do is be better than one of the angels and the and the twins yeah, i could pull that off yeah sure the angels got yeah. better yeah the twins are better but they're still shitty I, yeah i can certainly like, just like you said it i can certainly see what they see in, in like the shot that they're taking here i can certainly see the idea um but you know it doesn't it also doesn't take much to see like that that a lot of it could pretty easily melt away without without too much radical stuff happening um you know it, it, it the free agent market um really opened my eyes to sort of that that Tulowitzki thing where it's like man if he was a free agent like nobody would be nobody would be offering him anything close to what he's making obviously and it and it makes it sort of a a, a harsh realization i guess what i was saying because i was excited as excited as anybody for that to get there but um, it's hard to count on that to be not a disaster or like a pretty big holdback. Yeah, we. I mean, we we have buried Tulo on this podcast too too often. <laughs> I feel bad. But we try. I do too. But I was I, I was looking because I'm going to write about. I wrote a thing last week about reasons to be optimistic for the Jays, which is basically just an excuse for me to try to claim that Kendrys Morales is going to be okay, which <laughs> you know I continue to try to kid myself about. Uh, but I, but I, I have a, because, because I'm now some sort of a fucking quasi journalist, uh, <laughs> I felt, I felt the need to do a, a flip side of that and have been working on that a little bit and just looking at Tulo's numbers last year. I mean, he like, like he only had a month out of spring training before he like, he hurt his hamstring and then played a few more games and then exploded his ankle. But even, you know, even those first few games, if you look at, you know, the expected weighted on base stuff and the and the the exit velocity. He was like, he was he was not hitting the ball with the authority he did even in 2016, uh, and now he's coming back. He can't even run yet. He's, he's it's uh, it's a little grim. It's a little grim. Uh, yeah, especially he was because... running. He was the slowest shortstop <laughs> in baseball. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, think that. Yeah, I will say this, and I think that we're all guilty of it, in that. The fact that Troy Tulowitzki is signed to a bad contract doesn't mean that the Jays are demerited wins, right? right? They're not starting. They're not three games behind the Twins and the Angels because Tula was overpaid uh, relative to his production now, as compared to, of course, what he produced when he was making five hundred thousand dollars a year and he was like a nine-win player, or whatever you want to look at. We don't have to have that yeah. conversation, uh, but I don't think that it hurts them. And the shortstop position, despite the fact that there are stars. All over baseball at shortstop, it's still a difficult position to fill. Uh, that the Jays have a couple of guys who can who can fake it, and they have a Tulowitzki who I still can, can see a hundred <laughs> decent games of Tulowitzki. He's still a very good player. I th- I think well, you know, the the things that made him a good player are still there, and I don't I don't think that maybe I have a more charitable view of his defense, um, but I because I don't see it well, we haven't bad. we haven't seen his defense we haven't seen his defense since his ankle exploded though also oh yeah that's also true <laughs> oh boy but anyway it's grim yeah it makes me sad it's, but... it makes me sad it, it well, does make me the, sad the, and, the... and i'm sure that it keeps the shapiro and atkins up at night as they look around being like ah oh, jeff hoffman's okay i guess uh i sure wish we had we had to put up with jose reyes for an extra two fucking years like really is this what we're talking about anyway sorry Look! Uh, look! You could you could have released Reyes and traded Hoffman for a shortstop who would have been cheaper and and a better. We're not having that conversation. Oh yeah, there's lots what of I those guys lying around. Yeah, if only the Jays had traded for JJ fucking Hardy last year. Is that what you're saying that they, they should have done that? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It doesn't have to be Reyes or Tulo. They could have worked. They could have could have done without both of them. And I don't think I like. Your well, but I, I don't think I like your. Tongue <laughs> what <one bit>. I was. <laughs> 
What I was going to say, though, is that, you know, you're talking about Shapiro and Atkins being kept up at night. Uh, I think what's keeping them up is, you know, the conversation they're going to have to have with them at some point. Because I think you're right that they don't, the Jays don't start, you know, behind every team by a number of games, you know, by virtue of the fact that they have Tulo. But he's a guy who, for, for, just the way that the clubhouse culture is, and it's just it's one of those things that maybe is silly because it should be more of a meritocracy than it is sometimes. But he's a guy who's going to play. Like if he's healthy, uh, it's there. It's sort of expected that he's going to play. And if he doesn't, if if they are like, you know what, we're getting more out of Solarte or Diaz than we're going to get out of you, Tulo. You know, one, it's difficult because of the amount of money that he's going to be making. But two, just because of who he is, his stature on the team, his expectations, all that stuff, it's, you know, the, the potential for things to get ugly is pretty high here. That's, you know, unless the Jays just roll with him, which could be ugly in its own way, right? I mean, that, hopefully <laughs> not. But, 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 it's, but that, I mean, that's the, that's the dark underbelly of this situation, right? Like, and, you know, what, uh, what do you do when it's clear that he's not the best option? We, I think that you may be overstating that. I mean, Tulowitzki's best friend on the team is shrinking violet Josh Donaldson, who is, you know, never <laughs> he's just more of a roll with the punches kind of guy and not yeah. one to uh, assert himself into comedy. Did you see the, the thing this week where he and Gibby, like, so it, I think it was all yeah. about, about nothing, <laughs> but the music, did you see this? I sure did. Zoobs, are you familiar with the story? Yeah, I think I saw this with the speakers. So, yeah, they, they weren't allowed to have speakers because there's a fucking school doing their SATs or some shit across the street. So they, the rule came down, like, no music during BP. And Josh Donaldson was like, well, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but I am, in fact, Josh Donaldson. So I'm going to put some music on really loud. And then Gibby, like, dadded it up, <laughs> ran out there, dragged the music off the field, and then Donaldson chased him down. And they didn't come back out on the field. Um, but uh, I, I think you're right. And, and there is that chance. But I also think that the, the, the players, the veteran players, are going to see the writing on the wall. And as much as we probably don't want to admit it, and as much as the kind of... It's, it's the thing that drive the casual... Probably maybe the more casual fan a, a little crazy is this offseason and the building up the depth and the way that the team looks now and all the kind of sort of conversations we're having about their chances in the wild card. It's very safe because... They've put it together. We're like, oh, yeah, well, if this happens and then this happens and this sort of breaks right, we could be right there. But at the first sign of trouble, it's just like, well, we can trade 10 of these guys and be ready to go for 2021 or something like that. And it's, Jesus, can we at least make it 2020? Well, the, the thing about 2020 <laughs> is it's like it's that's two years. Like that's only one year of badness. It's going to take more than that. Look how long they stayed in third gear in Cleveland, just like waiting and waiting and waiting. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, now Francisco Lindor is like a seven-win player. Now we can go for it. Now we can sign Edwin Encarnacion and whatever else. Well, so, I mean, so so Vlad and Bo are going to be about seven-win players, what, 2019? So, <laughs> giddy up. Uh, do, do you think, the Tulewitzki thing, are you of the mind that they, the the front office is up at night praying and sacrificing animals, hoping that Bichette can stick at shortstop, because that would that would sort of help mitigate the Tulowitzki ugliness. That, yeah, that would help. How could they not be? How could you not be helping and praying for that? For sure. I don't think I, it's. I don't think they're mortgaging the future on it, but I, yeah. I would imagine <laughs> they would be like, yeah, that's pretty awesome for us. Well, it's it's more like you know thinking about how they can. Uh, I'm pushing up my glasses as I say. They can they can allocate more resources to his development and give him tools to better himself, which are <laughs> which are you know I'm saying that like an asshole, but like I don't know, perfectly perfectly reasonable concepts for a, a, the situation that they're in. But yeah, I mean, and sacrificing animals. I don't know, I don't know if the man at the standing desk is. Uh, <laughs> is out there slaughtering sheep or whatever whatever one might do. Oh no, he don't he definitely worships the devil. Absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind whatsoever. <laughs> I don't you know there's a lot of fans who think that way too. <laughs> bizarre. But yeah, I mean, I don't yeah, obviously it, it's and that that is that that I suppose will be interesting. I mean, he 
people seem to. Th- I, I don't know how mu- how much into the future people are sort of projecting when they say, "Oh, he's going to have to move off off shortstop, uh, going to be a second baseman." I think Keith Law will talk about his footwork, which is hopefully something that you know you can coach a bit and and improve over time. It's not necessarily well. I mean, there's obviously some natural aptitude to that, but but perhaps something that can be improved through coaching and. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, all I, I, I could only listen to him on the fucking radio today. I didn't get to watch <laughs> the game. So not, not that if I did, I would be offering, you know, scouting comments about his play at shortstop. Not only are you now uh, a pseudo, uh, journalist, now you're a pseudo scout as well. Congratulations. That's right. That's right. Really moving you up in the world. <laughs> uh, do we want to talk about Josh Donaldson now? It's not really that much to talk about, I guess. It's probably worth talking about. On, I should not talk about it, but yeah. So I, I can. Why don't you just well, go and tell us? Tell give us the background. Well, he was just uh, uh, Josh Donaldson, your your friend and mine, and Zub's also your friend. Yeah, uh, one assumes not 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 a friend of the ladies. It turns out he no he was. Uh, I, I mean, he was just he was calling International Women's Day sexist because somebody told him that. Uh, he said something about Saturdays are for the boys, the stupid fucking barstool phrase uh, that is, you know, that as somebody, people smarter than me will tell you, is quite obviously uh, something to reinforce the exclusion of women in being in sports fandom, which is a stupid, shitty thing from a, a stupid, shitty fucking website and just a whole toxic culture that exa- exists over there at, bar- at Barstool. Uh, and Donaldson kind of tweeted something about that and somebody came back at him and he was he was saying I, I don't have the tweet in front of me I probably should before we were talking about it but it was like well isn't International Women's Day sexist too if Saturdays are for the boys is sexist and and you know cue everybody fucking putting their fucking palms on their foreheads and rolling their eyes and being like oh Josh please don't be this fucking guy um, rightfully so because you know people want to like someone and cheer for them and, and it uh, it is a disappointing attitude that he has taken uh, on on that, and uh, that's I, I, that's basically I think where we're at. That's that's so far the story. But I'll, I had somebody tweeting at me like, "Look at some of these things that he that he's liked on Twitter," and uh, you know, it's uh, they his his politics do not uh, do not mesh with mine. I will I will say that much. I don't know why I need to dance around it, though, either. I mean, yeah, he just seems liking stupid fucking MAGA chud kind of garbage. And, and uh, I, I, I don't want to excuse it. I could, I could come up with some more polite things to say about it, but it's shitty. And you would hope that uh, in 2018 somebody would, would have their fucking head on better. I think that it's, that it's Donaldson because uh, there's a lot has been made about his relationship with his mom. Right, she was a single mother who raised him, mm-hmm. and, and he's been very close to her. And he's come at other times in other other situations has come out with, you know, for a baseball player, progressive thoughts and having uh, taking positions that maybe other ball players are are not as willing to take. I know that uh, Stacy uh, Stacy Bay Files has, has written about things like that in the past, but uh, just so to see, to see him come at it from this angle is, uh, you know, just just disappointing, right? Mm-hmm. As, I, at the, I think that's all, all any of us, any of the kind of people who generally are going to listen to a show like this are maybe a bit more, uh, less likely to be, to be, to side with the barstool sort of school of thought and, and to the, that false equivalency garbage that, that Donaldson threw out there. But uh, it, it doesn't devalue the home runs that he hits for the team, but it, it, it all, it's always, I think it's, it's nice or, it's not an uncommon feeling to want to cheer for someone who you feel is one of the good ones, right? That's always the, oh, he's the good one. He's a good one. He gets it. And then it's like, oh, no, he's he's one of the ones. There's many, many, many of them. So off you go. I'm Zoobs. You seem like the kind of guy who's got big opinions on this. This is like, this is right up your, <laughs> right up your alley. Yeah, I mean, it's shitty. What do you, I mean, don't ever check the face like <laughs> i don't know what you expect like i don't know i wouldn't expect um anything else really i don't know um i do my best to not project that onto athletes i understand that 
you find things like this when you look for that. When you when you look, all you have, yeah. that's, that's yeah. it. All you have to do is look. The likes, the yeah. likes yeah. never lie. I mean, that's kind of what some of what I I've been in my day job is like trying to impress that upon people that you are what you like and that's when you see my one of my favorite things that happens probably every two months some person with a high profile is like oh the ads on youtube are disgusting and it's like well yeah. hey hold on a second buddy uh, that's how programmatic ads work you know you, you get that right but um uh it, the, the thing the thing though about the about this is that you know we to use the to use the word that that everybody like we're we are we privileged in being able to sort of laugh that attitude off a little bit more than other you know no, than other right. people would be you know so uh, so so yeah it's I you know I and and we're and also in being able to do that with other with 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 just the whole idea of like I don't want to I don't want to know what this guy really thinks because I want to continue liking him I mean that's sort of uh, we're fortunate in the in that we could do that because that, that, that it, you know, whatever terrible garbage thing he thinks isn't going to actually be harmful to the three of us, right? So, That's a good point. Uh, that that I think is is worth keeping in mind as we discuss these topics. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. That is. Right. Uh, I'm glad we got that out of the way. You you you've made a strong point. You finished us off very strong. Uh, uh, okay. Well, let's well, let's talk real quick. One last thing. We'll talk about Jose Bautista. So John Heyman had a report today saying that uh, if Batista doesn't get a deal that he likes, he's going to retire. And but then I think actually this evening, uh, mm-hmm. Jeff Passan has uh, has has spoke to him, spoke to Jose directly. Apparently, he's rubbish. He's rubbish. The report, as they would say. Uh, I saw Barry Davis also said that he had spoken to Jose and and that the, the report is trash. Oh well, then there you go. Barry has it. That's exactly right. Barry's got it. Who had it first? Yeah. Barry Davis. Oh my God! It's, it's worth on. It's the definitive word, as far as I can tell. But I mean, if if <laughs> if Mike Moustakis is getting a one-year deal worth four million dollars with two million dollars with performance bonuses and a fifteen dollar fifty million dollar uh, fifteen million dollar mutual option, uh, I don't have a lot of hope for Jose Bautista finding a job, frankly. Yeah, those roster spots are kind of valuable, right? Like, why, you know, teams seem to have decided to not throw money at guys who it looks like are going to be really fucking bad, which sucks. I would love to see him get the opportunity to, to you know, get that dead cat bounce and show that he's better than he was last year because we all have known, we all have known Jose for so long. Like, he is, he is better than that. That was awful. That was tough to watch. Speaking of things that we just kind of are pretending aren't happening, that whole fucking season. My God. But he hit. It's insane to me. I'm looking at his numbers right now. He hit two two hundred three, three hundred eight, three sixty six. That's <laughs> fucking nuts. That that he not that he didn't get on base. That is a, so that is a Ryan power. Goins line. That is that a is, Ryan that's Goins. Goins. Line. Yeah. But he, and he somehow managed to hit twenty three home runs. His numbers were and, and and his numbers were almost his numbers were that bad and Albert Pujols's were somehow worse. I can't even <laughs> believe it. We live in the yeah, weirdest, this isn't this is this is the bad place. That's like the kind of go to joke right now. This is the bad place. Jose <laughs> Bautista and Albert Pujols are terrible, and Eric Hosmer had got a nine nine figure contract. I don't understand. I I can't. I don't. I don't even know that I want to know. And I wonder what this means for, for okay, well, let's go back. Well, what does this mean for Josh Donaldson? What have we seen this offseason that suggests that Josh Donaldson is going to get anything next year? Well, I think he's better than, like, if he has another, if he has another year, like he, the last two years where when he's healthy, he's just tearing the cover off the ball. I think it's less of a yeah. concern than it is for like Moustakis. But, sure. it, but, it but I don't know. But like, I, I feel like it's all about age, and like these guys, as soon as you get to a certain age, it's just like you are dead to me. You are a carcass up and walking around. Uh, I mean, sure, JD Martinez got got some money, but like, man, I think Donaldson's got to hear those footsteps. And, and if if you are a person who's less inclined to be concerned about Josh Donaldson's long term earning potential and more inclined to worry about what the Jays can get him for, every one of these deals that gets signed. Makes you think 
a little bit more that uh, that it's that much more likely that Donaldson's going to stay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I don't know about stay. I mean, I think he might hit the market if they if they hang a fucking qualifying offer on him though. That just makes it that much harder. And I, you know, I did some some work on this. The Martinez deal was signed, and it's like. You know, the, Martinez offers nothing defensively, but Donaldson's defensive numbers are, are, are not great. I mean, obviously, he's still an average third baseman, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps better, because perhaps he, you know, the last couple of years have not, uh, uh, injuries have not allowed him to play quite at his full potential there. But, I mean, he's also going to be 33 and a, and a half, as Ross Atkins would tell you, on opening day of his next <laughs> contract. Uh, and, and, you know, I mean, and the bats, the bats are basically the same, except he's like three years older. And can play passable defense at third base. That so passable kind of passable defense. Sorry, well, well, holy look. shit! <laughs> I, I'm projecting, I suppose. But I'm but, mad. But I'm he, mad online now. Like this is terrible. I can't believe this is, this go, is what I'm dealing. Go with. look at his number. Go look at what he. Go look at the UZR <laughs> and the DRS for last year. It was it was league average. It was average. It was maybe a, a tick above, but it wasn't great. It wasn't like 2015. I put my lips right uh, on the microphone and I say, I use my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but look, so the, his next contract, you know, when you think about it relative to Martinez, is kind of, you know, the bats are kind of a wash. And you're really thinking of, or they are right now. And so you're really thinking about how quickly he's going to decline and how long he can stay at third. And those are, uh, and if those are sort of a wash, then, you know, that's that's sort of what you're looking at is is what Martinez got. Which may be high because of the age thing. So I, I, I think I would hope that he's hearing these things. I would hope that his agent is, is being straight up with him about that sort of stuff. Because, yeah, it's, it, it's not a, it's not a great time to be Josh Donaldson. I mean, we're talking. That was, you know, no, no wonder people are, you know, Bautista's going out there correcting Heyman's tweet because it was like, no, no, what please, a fucking God, shitty. Keep me in your, in your thoughts and prayers. <laughs> and what and what a shitty way for your retirement to come about is where the guy's like, yeah, he was looking for 150 million dollars two years ago, and now he's out of the game, which is true, but, but that's not that's not how you kind of want your retirement to be announced, I don't think. Uh, but that's, I mean, I don't think Josh, I don't think Donaldson is at that stage. You know, I don't think he's in danger of. Being out of the game, obviously, he's he's about to he's about to put up like a fucking seven war, war year, right? Like, uh, so those guys still seem to be getting paid, but the age thing is going to make it r- real difficult. He's not going to get like people will give him any people will give him two years. They might give him three years, but beyond that, which is what he wants, he wants this to be the last contract that he signs. I mean, that's tough to see. It's tough to see anybody really willing willing to go there. I'm sick. I'm sick hearing this. <laughs> but uh, at the same time, Ichiro got a contract. It, it, the, the difference between what Ichiro is going to earn and what Mike Moustakas is going to earn, a little bit too close to, for comfort, to be honest. And Mike Moustakas <laughs> isn't even that good. But, but like, it feels like everyone's – there's so much willingness to take a flyer and be like, okay, we'll offer this guy a, a, a full-time job. Because, I mean, like, Lincecum got a big league deal. Tim Lincecum. Yeah. Which is crazy realistically mm-hmm. he it's been so long since he was good it's bonkers that he got a big league deal but that was from the rangers who are trash and garbage and eat from the dumpster but uh <laughs> i don't know it's a it's a weird time and it, it's it, again i've the jays are in that position where they have all this depth and they've signed all these guys but they may have painted themselves in the corner away from from maybe being able to pick up some nice pieces here and there at this point right you're talking about Kendrys morales again well yes and no <laughs> i mean it would be nice to not have that contract yeah they probably could have done a lot better with the their money had they not made that signing and the pierce signing last winter pierce is fine i'm not worried about steve pierce that could that's a you could trade him for uh, for something that could end up being something one day you know do you think so yeah why not because because you can sign Mike Moustakis for, like, nothing? I don't but know. But not now. Guys... You can, I'm talking about in July or June. Yeah. And I think that the advantage of building up this depth and allowing... This is kind of the final word on this. Final word for tonight, maybe. They've built up all this depth, and they've allowed for guys to break out and take jobs and improve the team. Right? They 
they're not going to have this huge holes in the lineup like they had last year. Um, they're going to you know be able to if someone's underperforming maybe move somebody else in. But also if the time comes and they have they have an opportunity to like move Steve Pierce to somebody say there's a team in the National League that needs power from the right hand side, you could trade him and you're not taking a step back. I mean the Twins are a great example. Look at some of the deals the Twins made. Uh, in July last year, and then they still made the playoffs, right? They moved a reliever that that uh, was a good reliever, and they did well in that. They they acquired Jaime Garcia and then traded him, and again they were still there, ready to go in in October. So I think some of the Pierce's, even Granderson, some of these relievers, if it's um, you know Tyler Clipper who they signed this week, or uh, or uh, Song Hwan Oh or whatever guys that can help them, guys that can maybe peel off and trade and move away and still be okay. I think it'll be at the very least. There'll be a, those are the kind of things that I'm going to look forward to watching um, as the season progresses. Outside of, of course, them playing well and being fun to watch, whatever. And training Pilar. And tra- well, and training Kevin Pilar. And, and hoping someone is willing to take him on. I think is the point. Like there, it's you, you're paying. You're going to have to pay someone to take him. I think in a lot of ways. Because yeah. that's like the way the teams are building. The teams are built now. Is right. It's like if you don't have a what what team. Who is he an upgrade on? And that was always the thing that we've been saying for months is Kevin Pillar is okay. He's not great. He's no great shakes. He he can go out there, and if you start the season with him in center field, it's it's good. Be nice to upgrade. But at, for no one is he an upgrade right now. Right? I'm just I'm just thinking. I'm trying to think of who he could be an upgrade for. <laughs> he's an upgrade is yeah. he an upgrade on Adam okay. Jones, right? Like if you look at his straight up like fangraphs wins above replacement, he's an upgrade on Adam Jones. But is he? He's not. No one's making that upgrade. Money yeah. money notwithstanding. If you said we'll trade you Kevin Pillar and Adam for Adam Jones, the Orioles would tell you to fuck off. Well, and I, the, the thing is, the thing is, when you you know, if you look at where his UZR and his DRS are and, and relative to the league they're pretty high still, even last year when he wasn't at his best. You know, he's like, but that's because, you know, for the most part, unless you're like Billy Hamilton, a lot of teams are not running out a guy who can't fucking hit that many times in order to accumulate <laughs> that much, that much UCR, right? I mean, because they, they could. There are, there are guys who could do as well defensively or do close to as well defensively and, and also not hit. I think that is, I think that is the thing. That is why the, the, uh, the wins above replacement for Pilar is perhaps misleading, yeah. And if I'm looking to improve my center field play, I'm probably going to call the Yankees first and be like, "What? how much are you willing to keep of Jacoby Ellsbury's deal? Well, you, can you get close to what the Blue Jays are going to take? Because Jacoby Ellsbury is a better player than Kevin Pillar. I don't think you'd be a fool to argue otherwise. I'd have to look it up. You know it's true. <laughs> I, 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 I don't... I, I don't... <laughs> I don't have any great love for Kevin Pillar, but I still is. Does Ellsbury not also trash? Yeah, he's he's trash relative to his pay, right? He signed that crazy contract. I think it colors him in the eyes of the Yankee fans, Yankee Bros, as they are also known. All right, okay. that's enough. Uh, Zoobs, <laughs> I, I apologize. We didn't give you enough to do. That's okay. I had a great time. Did you? Uh, always. Is there anything you need to to pitch? What what can the people? What do people need to know? Where where can they find you? Where should they? Nothing. Bother? Yeah, I'm uh, nowhere to pitch. Nowhere. I represent nothing. I'm a free agent here of my own of my own time. That's Feels amazing. Good. They should they should follow you on on Twitter if they uh, dare. Uh, yeah, if they think they can handle it. By all means. Uh, when is the next time we're going to see you tweeting about wrestling at four o'clock in the morning uh, as you're watching live from Japan? Mm, maybe maybe we'll see the new the the G one tournament. We'll see what I'm doing uh, that time of day, at that time of year. That's not until August, so oh, okay. you, you, got, you got lots of time. Uh, I think we need to see more Fortnite tweets from you, or is that just a, is that just for the gram? That I mean, listen, always always down to grind and get wins. Fortnite, <laughs> the victory royale. <laughs> this is my uh, this is my this is my video game setup that I'm using to do this podcast. Get my mic and my headphones, my high quality headphones. So, so usually you're you're yeah. plugged in to Fortnite and playing with the homies. Oh yeah, getting cut out by, yeah, by preteens. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah, it is funny that way because it's like a bunch of it's three of my friends from college that I play with. So it's like that's the evolution of us, like smoking bongs on a couch and playing. It's like each of us in our separate lives, like with a headset, uh, playing in their respective basements. It's hilarious. 
Why? Uh, one quite more question for you. Why Fortnite? Why not uh, PUBG? What What is it about Fortnite that draw is drawing people away from the other one from Player Unknown? Well, I mean PlayStation Four. I, 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 you don't get PUBG on on PlayStation Four. So that's that's the main one for me. But um, mm. it adds an element. I think it adds an element of, of uh, the building adds something that no other game has because there's sort of been a little explosion of the uh, battle royal style game. Like H1Z1 is there as well, which is sort of similar. Like pattern, awesome, but uh, by the way, yeah, exactly. So the building sort of adds something that none of the other games have. So I think that's probably it, and it's free, so it can't be free. I really think that's the big one too. Do, have you paid? Have you given money? Like, do you have a custom avi or anything like that? Or custom... I have. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. The start of the the start of the new season, I I paid. Well, because um, the job they do in updating it and like making the game better constantly is mm-hmm. it's incredible. It's, it's sort of the modern game thing. So it was. It was like around ten bucks, so I felt I felt indebted after after they made the FPS, they made the, they made the frame rate from thirty to sixty, so it runs a lot smoother. Uh, after that, I was like, all right, I I give you ten bucks. <laughs> uh, who's your Twitch guy? Is there a Twitch go to somebody you need to follow on Twitch if you're if you are? A I mean, play? I watch uh, I watch the doc Doctor Doctor Disrespect is the the face of Twitch, but Crafty, the guy he runs duos with sometimes, is probably the best or Ninja. Anyway. Those are, all, those are all Mark picks. You can call him Mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's amazing. All right. Uh, the Zoops, thank you so much. We'll, we'll do this. We should do this. I think. I don't think that there would be a lot of out, outcry. It's up to you, of course, your schedule. We should have a monthly Zoops residency on Birds All Day. I'd be happy. I'd be happy to do that. Stoughton, can you get behind can you that? Guys believe, you guys believe that you, st- you still call it Birds All Day? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, of course. That. I, I, people may not know that... that this was a playoff of the uh, your, the it's a, it, your brainchild in as many words. Yeah, because of buds all day, which was comes from an account that I ran about the Leafs. That was Lewis's idea that I make an account praising Jonathan Bernier just to, just to read from the cracked mind of Scott Lewis. <laughs> Bernier stops that. Is it still active? Uh, no, I the, once the Leafs are like watchable, I stopped watching. <laughs> <laughs> they they were way more fun when they were terrible. Yeah, for someone with like no skin in the game whatsoever, and who just actively enjoyed. I'm glad we could talk about something where it doesn't sound like the teacher voice of fucking Peanuts cartoons. Now that uh, <laughs> you were past whatever the fuck you guys were just talking about. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, Fortnite's yeah. a wave stuff. You gotta get. You gotta get. It. Uh, yeah, Birds <laughs> All Day. Birds All Day was the the a play on Buds All Day, which was uh, which is very funny. And, uh, right down the dick was right there, and you guys didn't take it. It won the vote. Handily, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, yeah. It was not. It, I know. It was close enough. And there was a lot of like, yo, you cannot call it that. <laughs> so, so we didn't. Yeah. I, I think we made the right choice. We wanted to have sponsors, which, of course, we do not. We have. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much, Kathleen Wynn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, easy there, Ontario proud. Slow, <laughs> slow down there, meme machine. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, for the Zoobs, uh, thank you. To the Zoobs, thank you. And and hopefully, if if, if you are listening and um, you want to hear the Zoobs on a, as a monthly uh, residency here at uh, at Birds All Day, let us know. Of course, you can go to facebook.com slash birds all day where we are. It'd be nice if we built a little community. It's tough to build it up, especially on Facebook, which is poison. But uh, you can hit it up. You can follow the Zoobs. Just search the Zoobs on, uh, on Twitter and you'll find him. His name changes uh, almost all the time. Uh, so I can't really give you much more guidance than, than that. Just look for the Zoob. <laughs> it's true. Look for, if you go on my uh, account and you look at my media thing, on if you see a picture of Tiger, Tiger Woods, <laughs> click on it. Yeah. It has 100% been tweeted at our, <laughs> at the Zoobs uh, to begin like the uh, comedy pyra- pyra- pyramid that ruins my day every single time. Like completely derails me from anything. If there's a decent picture of Tiger Woods, I'm just so scribe. I have a Tiger Woods folder on my desktop and my desktop, my work computer. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Facebook. There's every situation. There's always a Tiger picture. That that, that one today was pretty good. <laughs> uh, Stoughton again at the, at the Athletic. Uh, Stoughton, is you got a, you got a deal or something? Is that thirty percent thing still going on? Yeah, theathletic.com slash Jays30. Also, you can find this very podcast on the uh, the podcast tab, I believe, if, you're, if the Blue Jays are uh, one of the teams that you follow. Uh, that's one of the things you can do in the app is follow teams, follow writers. Uh, there are hundreds of them. It's crazy. 
but if you follow, you know, whatever team you follow, if they have a podcast, you can go to a podcast tab. It pops up, uh, and we're sliding these in there now. Um, so that's a, that's another way that you can find a link to uh, to listen to all this good content. Uh, that's amazing. If this was the first one that you listened to because you clicked on a button on the Athletic, oh boy, am I ever sorry. <laughs> Uh, of course, if you if you have enjoyed uh, become a member of the Athletic, I cannot encourage it enough. Uh, that's where you'll find everything that Stu- Stoughton writes these days. Of course, you can also follow him on Twitter, and you can follow me on Twitter as well. Uh, as we always say, Patreon.com/slash/BirdsAllDay. Uh, keep us going. Uh, of course, it is. If you don't want to contribute, that's great. Just keep listening. Like us on, uh, uh, or, uh, subscribe on iTunes. Give us a comment. Give us a rating. Do all that good stuff. Uh, and thank you, thank you to all the heroes. The heroes again. The the um, the, the, the Patreon subscriber is going to get a Patreon exclusive uh, segment that I God, have no clue what we're going to talk about. Hopefully, it'll be awesome. <laughs> but uh, but we'll do that. So, so you can you can uh, look for that if you are a subscriber uh, for the Zoops for Stoughton. My name is Green Ferris. Thank you, thank you to everyone for listening to Birds All Day.